Welcome to Technically Short. All right. Well, that was loud. <laughs> <laughs> looking, at, looking at sound waves. Um, yeah, today's episode. Uh, well, first, welcome. This, I'm Thomas Carney. I'm Sean. And this is Technically Short, as Sean said. This episode, we decided that we are going to talk a little bit about leadership. And personally for me, that is definitely a, this is definitely a topic that I take passionate, I take passionately. I think I said uh, same thing on the last episode. Um, but like definitely something I take passionately. It's something I, um, am try to take as seriously as possible in my life as time has gone on. So it's definitely something I'm excited to talk about. Um, yeah, if you want to dive in. Yeah. Uh, so, initially, what I really want to talk about first is w- how I used to view leadership and, like, what it's... And, like, talk about what leadership isn't and what it is. And when I first had my first quote-unquote quote leadership position... And, Sean, you can feel free to jump in at any time. Okay. Um, when I had my first leadership position i was a manager at idlewood park and soak zone and in one of the food in the food stands it was at the time what was it called ah the pizza place that's what it was called <laughs> <laughs> it can't be that it's too simple um the, the pizza place at potato patch at a couple of different places throughout the years i was a manager there and i th- i do i I feel, felt like leadership at the time was more based off experience, and uh, and then uh, that also gave me a, the authority to just tell people what to do. So, and like that's something I've learned as time has gone on that like that's not what makes a leader. There are tons of people with tons of experience that just aren't le- that aren't leaders in their industry that aren't leaders uh, on their teams. And sometimes that's not their fault. That's just not who they are. Other times they are in a leadership position, kind of like I was. I, I mean, I, given I was, I was still like a teenager, uh, but didn't have the leadership aptitude. And so, like, Sean, what did you uh, think about leadership whenever you were younger? When I was younger, I thought leadership was the guy in charge. Everybody wants to be that guy. And as I came to find out, it's so different. My mm. concept of leadership now is way different than how I thought it as a kid. And I'm so much better for it. Amplified Church, I have to give them a big shout out because they really taught me in such a way what leadership truly is versus what I used to think it is. So, um, What do you think it is now? Leadership now to me is serving, being a servant who leads other servants. So, okay, so for instance, like if I'm the ice cream manager or the pizza manager or whatever, sometimes as a good leader, I am not only teaching people what to do, telling people what to do, but I'm also doing those things as well. Yeah. No, you're good. That's good. 
Uh, we're not sure if you're you're good. Yeah. I'm okay. Good. Okay. Um, no, I 100% agree with that. I'm gonna steal something uh, from John Maxwell, and he said this all. He says this all the time, and it's in a lot of his books that leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. And what that comes down to is that everything that you do, and any every anything anybody does is influencing somebody. Whether it's influencing people through their social media, uh, through the posts that they post on social media, uh, how you how you show your demeanor when you go through the drive-through at McDonald's, or how you're actually intentionally influencing your team to your team to look forward to the look, look forward to look onto the vision that you've set before them, and. It's funny the way John Maxwell kind of write, puts it out is that like influence is the overall encompassing attribute of leadership. And then there's all these other attributes that fall underneath. That's how I've kind of envisioned it. He never directly has said that, but if influence is it, but his books that he has, his books like um, the one I'm reading right now, 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, he has a chapter called The Law of Solid Ground. And what that's talking about is trust. Is that if they don't trust that you are solid, they don't trust that you are a leader, then they're not going to follow you. And they, people, they believe, like, they believe in the, they believe in the, they follow, they believe in the leader before they believe in the vision. Because if the, if the per, if the leader is a person putting out the, if person, leader is a person putting out the vision, they have to, they have to, believe and trust in that leader before they can trust in the vision that they're putting out. Um, I definitely just jumped around a little bit. <laughs> no, I thought you stuck to it. It made sense. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think leadership now as versus to when I was a, when I was a teenager, like John said, it is a drastically different view. And the reason is because I've been able to be around other leaders specifically around other Christian leaders who are very, very serious about leading well and serving well. Because like Sean said, leading isn't telling people what to do. It's, it's not telling people what, it's not telling, sorry, I had it. Uh, not to, it's not telling people what to do, but it's also showing them how to do it. It's also, it's also serving. It's also sh- it's also serving them. It's not like a leadership is a servant. A leader isn't supposed to be above. It's supposed to be beside, or even below. Uh, sometimes even below, because that like Jesus, the ultimate leader, he came down from he came down from he-, he came down from heaven and he came down to our level and walked alongside us. To show us what we were missing, and to show us and to explain to us what we were missing, and then he went and he died. Went, died and he went further down. He went down into hell, and did, paid a price that we could never paid a price that we could never pay. Sometimes a, 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 a leader, the leader sees. I think there's another thing from John Maxwell. A leader sees more and before the people that they're following. A leader sees, like a, lead, a leader sees uh, the troubles that sees troubles ahead, 
or sees potential problems before anybody anybody that they're leaving ever does. That's so good. And so that and then they can preemptively make a plan on how okay when this happens because it's going to how are we going to handle it? How are we going to handle how are like with I'm sure there was a bunch of things happening with within the pandi- within the pandemic where the, like that was like the that was it. That was almost like a sifting of leadership. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of the way I the way I'm thinking about it is because the leaders that were good, the leaders that were great, the leaders that, <clears throat> that weren't just good but were great are the ones that stuck, and the ones that were okay, maybe some okay and good, maybe uh, maybe some of them stuck, but maybe they were barely holding on, and then the rest of them just got taken away with the tide, and. You hear that time and time again, with uh, if you if you listen to leadership leadership podcast uh, some any leadership podcast or read any leadership book that is post post or current pandemic, you read about that kind of thing, and I think the same thing goes for like even uh, the type of leadership that I'm in right now or Sean is in right now, like with like me like I'm a volunteer leader at. Our, uh, our young young adult group, Inspire Collective, and it not all Inspire Collective. <laughs> <laughs> and like whenever I started with that, when I started with started leading that team, it wasn't really a team in my opinion. Like that, like it was me and another person who knew how to do everything, and I was I was there positioned as a leader, but I wasn't seen as a leader. And that was because I wasn't one reason because I wasn't positioning myself as one, that, because I didn't feel like I was worthy or qualified to, to be in that position because the other person knew more than me in a certain area. But that's one thing I've actually learned about leadership. Real quick side note: is that leadership you don't need to, you don't need to know everything about certain field. Like I said earlier, like you can ha- have tons of experience but be a terrible leader. You don't have to have all the experience. You just have to. You just ha- have to know. It's going to sound really dumb, but you just have to. You have to know who you're leading, who you're leading, why you're leading them. Okay, maybe it won't sound dumb. Who you're leading, why you're leading them, and what uh, what you're leading like what you're leading them towards, and how to lead, and a good leader. A good leader, you know, studies leadership. But like going back to production, the ideas of like as I as I sat as I grew in that role, it only being once a week was a slow process, and I would have moments of self doubt, moments of like I don't belong here, and moments where I was like I don't think that this is a position for me, and. As time went on, I realized the error of my own thinking, of like, well, if I if there's a team, if I was positioned, at, <clears throat> if I was put in this position, that's because somebody believed in me and saw something in me that I didn't see myself. So then, I was like, okay, well now that my next my next vision was like, okay, well then I want to actually live up to that, make sure I'm actually living up to what that person saw. And if that's in me, let's find out where that is. So, like, I 
that's when I started actively more actively thinking about who can be on this team, who would who can be on this team, who can um, who would work more cohesively, who would be a good addition to production, and would also be able to be like, okay, I'm not here to do a job to set put on a show of lights and sound and stuff. I'm here to have people help people with their experience with the Lord. And there's a whole other topic of how what, what, how production at um, sets the atmosphere in this is in these instances, but that's not for this conversation. Um, <clears throat> Sean, like uh, what are you thinking right now? Honestly, I'm thinking, how a good leader leads is by serving, right? And I think you were such a good leader because before you got the role, you had the heart for it. You know what I mean? You had the desires for it. And I think a lot of people, they honestly, they want the role, but they don't have the heart or the desire or the passion or the call to do the job. Yeah. So if you don't have any of those things and you're trying to be a leader, you're going to do it horrible. Like we have that in sometimes in the police department. Sometimes you have that in the military. Sometimes you have it as a pastor. Sometimes you have it as a teacher. Sometimes you have it as a uh, anything in life, right? Anybody who's in a leader pos- leadership position who doesn't want to be there hurts other people. Yeah. And it happens because the heart is not behind it. Like, I know there's tons of great cops. There's tons of great pastors. There's tons of great teachers. There's tons of great people in leadership. But the reason why they're so great is, I would say, three reasons. One, God called them to it. Two, they have the passion for it. And three... They think about how they can help others while doing it, but they don't let the role go to their head. Mm-hmm. All right. That's good. I think um, I think that's good. I don't really have too much to add to that, but I think it bring us to our last point, um, talking about how, as a leader... Or pretty much, like, if you want to lead anybody, if you want to influence anybody, you have to start with yourself. And that change starts in it starts internally before you can go and try to focus on anybody externally. Uh, I, I um, one of the verses I really like from the Bible. My favorite verse is Philippians four eight, and I'll just read it real quick. It says, "Finally, brothers and sisters." Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And you think a lot of people, like, they, they see, think about such things like, oh, you're telling me how to think? Like, that's, like, you know, I, I, choo- I choose that. That's my decision. I, I, that's something I can control. And newsflash, it's not, not right off the bat, not not just through instinct alone. And I think the whenever you th- whenever you're able to practice the skill of thinking on the things that are 
that are noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, excellent, or praiseworthy, whenever you're able to also take those thought captives, as it, captive, as it says in the book of Corinthians, like, and turn them, take any thought captive that isn't of God, which means it's not of love, it's not of joy, it's, it's not a, it's not of something that is good, and you give it to him so it could become something of him, if you can't do that internally and you're just bitter, and you're just bitter, you're angry, uh, you're angry, or you, you're, go you're gossiping, like, that's not something that makes a good leader. You have to be able to lead yourself before you're ready to lead anybody else. And with, I think there's, last episode, we talked about trials. And we talked about like how how you like what our kind of experience with them and i think one very positive part of trials is that this is kind of something i didn't touch on last episode but i wanted to is that the trials they're not like this kind of a revelation i kind of had the other day and like like these trials are not for defining you they're for refining you they're for that's good Therefore, take it. Therefore, therefore, there these moments of hard trials, the moments where you're the moments where you're suffering, that's where your true self will come to the surface. You're e you're either like you you'll either you're either fall further down be, because you don't all have that solid foundation below you beneath uh, beneath your feet, or you're gonna rise further up. You're gonna rise to you're gonna rise to the occasion. The Hmm. And I think those experiences, it, it's a lot of the time, at least in my experience with me, like it's what's caused me to become a better leader. It's because it's forced me to ha be, have more of a humble mind. And think of myself, think of, look at myself and be like, well, crap, I can't do this on my, all on my own. So like, who do I trust? Who do I trust that who do I trust to have on my team? Who do I trust to help me out in this certain situation so that I don't have to do it on my own? And I think that's after starting with the trial of like learning like, okay, well, if it starts inside me of being able to turn my thoughts captive to God and then going to somebody else and leading them to be able to do the same, then how do you, then what's the next step after that? Sean, I'll let you take it. Honestly, I've, I feel like that was good, man. Like, honestly, you, a great leader has great counsel. There's a scripture in the Bible for that. Um, I know the opposite scripture right now, which is uh, bad, <laughs> bad uh, company corrupts good manners. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking of the, I was trying to figure out the one with the uh, great, great scripture um great leadership has good counsel um but there's a whole point of like the people you surround yourself with as a leader especially as a leader should be great counsel your inner circle has to be great counsel why because you're leading and if you're not having somebody pour into you positively then they're pouring into you negatively and if you're leading you need great counsel so anytime you're doing something wrong they can hold you accountable so that you don't 
the people under you don't get hurt. And how do people get hurt by leadership is when the leader doesn't have great counsel and he's too high and he doesn't have nobody to hold him accountable. So then when he falls out of line with what God called him to do or what he's supposed to do, he just makes people follow him blindly. And when you're falling blindly behind a leader, that's where all the scandals and all the bad stuff happens. And it happens because you take yourself from focusing on God to focusing on you. And when you focus in only on you, you, that's where the problems lie because we're not perfect. But if you f- focus on God as a leader, the people under you will get the love, the joy, the peace, the refining qualities that you get from all the trials that you face in life. You'll be able to use those qualities to help them be refined so they can get better. Mm-hmm. And like it's like a trickle-down effect. Whatever is you're focusing on God, then all the good, good stuff God's pouring onto you pours onto the people who are under you and the people around you. And then it just keeps going down and it keeps going. It's a flow. But if you move from the flow as a leader, that's where everything goes haywire. Yeah. Yeah, I think I had something uh, earlier I said when you're in the trial, you rise to the occasion, but that's not really true. What's, either you fall or you rise, and really it's both times you fall, it's just how about how far you fall. Mm. It's not, it's like, you might have heard this saying before, you don't rise to, like, you don't rise to the occasion, you fall to the level of your training. Oh, that's good. And what that means is like, I, again, last episode, I talked about preparation. You prepare for the trial. So if you're, so like right now I'm not in a massive leadership position but I'm preparing like I am because one day I believe God has God has something out for me that will be bigger bigger maybe not I don't even want to say better because I love what I do right now but I would say have a bigger point of influence than I have now so I want to be ready for that when it comes and then also be ready for the trials when they come because yeah, so I think like if there's something that you want to be, would like to do in the future, if you see yourself as a leader, if you feel like you want to be a leader, you need to start now. You need to start preparing now, even if you don't have the position. The like the like you, we, I just told you this yesterday, Sean. Like you've heard it before. Before I said it, but it was like the best time to plant a seed was yesterday. Uh, was ten years ago. The uh, second second best time is now. Yep, there we go. And like, so like, if you haven't started preparing yet, start it. There's books, tons of books out there, tons, tons of courses, tons of free courses, tons of paid courses. Like, there's so. Be careful with those, by the way. I've got. I. I. Maybe we'll have another episode on that. (laughs) Paid courses actually should be an episode. Make sure sure you get a good teacher when you're paying for money. For sure. Oh man, there's a whole story behind that. (laughs) I actually do want to make an episode on that now. (laughs) Be a short one, maybe. But the. uh, But no, I think like we kind of covered a lot. We covered a lot in this episode, and it's like I think it was a nice, compact one too. Absolutely. So. If you like this episode, definitely give it a like. You gotta share it out with your friends. Give us five stars. Give us five stars <laughs> on Spotify and whatever platform you can rate us. 
and give us some comments on Apple Podcasts if you have already. I'm sorry I haven't seen them yet. I'll have to look because Sean has access to the account and I don't. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, guys, honestly, really appreciate everybody that's been listening so far and everybody that comes up, up to us and says like that they're really liking the podcast. I've had honestly had tons of people. Uh, I shouldn't say tons. I've had a few. <laughs> Uh, I've had a few people come up and say that they really, uh, really do enjoy the podcast and say that each episode gets better and better. So I really appreciate everyone that has said that. And I also... We love our technically short family. <laughs> One... Yeah, that's, we'll talk about that off, off, off the podcast. But I have another thing I want to say. But uh, no, Sean. Uh, that's the wrap-up. Let's make this a short and sweet little and, and and you know how these podcasts typically end with something <laughs> something fun. We're gonna wrap it up. I don't really hmm Sean, yes. what's your favorite anime? Anime. Oh, that's a hard one. It'd be between Naruto and Dragon Ball Z. I guess Naruto has a better storyline, but Dragon Ball Z I've been watching since I'm five. So that was like a lot of years. So I would have to go to Dragon Ball Z. Just because of it's, it's where I started. Yeah. Technically, Speed Racer, but at the time, nobody knew Speed Racer was anime. I didn't even know that for a while. <laughs> Dude, I love my One Punch Man. <laughs> Punch Man's good. It's not my fa- it's not my favorite, but it's so, like, one of my favorite like short animes. Because that's like a really like one season anime, isn't it? Um, Am three, I wrong? Two, three, two season. Okay, short, short season. A lot, a lot of the ones are short. There, a lot of the really good ones are really short, and they makes are. me mad. Me too. <laughs> that, that's like the worst. You find the best anime of all time, and it's twelve episodes. And you don't even realize it. You don't even realize it. Like, oh, when's the next season coming out? I was like, oh, it's not. This came out in twenty fourteen. <laughs> the worst, <laughs> worst pain of all time. My uh, brother really hates that too. Oh man. But all right, guys. Again, thank you for listening. Again, share it. Subscribe, do all the things, and we will see you next time. See you next time.